Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Freedom Secrets Podcast, the show that equips Shero entrepreneurs with powerful strategies and inspiration to launch, manage, and grow successful online businesses. You'll discover the secrets to mastering all the moving pieces of your online business so you can be free to enjoy life and show up to serve the people who need you now while making a good living doing what you love. Now, it's time to unleash your inner Shero and free yourself from the web of confusion and overwhelm so you can master your client-getting, profit-winning superpowers and live your profitable purpose. Here's your host. Hey, Shiro Entrepreneur, Kenya Halliburton here. Welcome back to the Money Marketing and Freedom Secrets Podcast. And again, it's the throwback episode. We are going to be talking to or listen to a throwback interview from the Shiro Entrepreneur, who's a money and wealth mentor, um, Kevra Cherney. Um, this conversation was really great because we got to talk about money and <laughs> it was Really phenomenal, really, really great. Kevra has worked with some of the foremost six and seven figure business owners on them, helping them with their accounting and things like that. So she has the inside scoop in terms of, you know, some tips and things that we really need to know and take away in order to really be masters and CEOs of our business of successful businesses. So um, I hope that you enjoy this episode just as much as I enjoyed this conversation. It was really refreshing to talk to Kevra. She's a really cool gal and really uh, one of my favorites. She were entrepreneurs. So check her out. And and again, be sure to follow her, connect with her according to the links in the blog post and just take some notes because it's really, really good. So enjoy. Make sure you let me know how you enjoy it. A huge part of rocking your stage is being able to have, save and earn the money to do it. You know that saying, show me the money? It's a familiar meme that inspires excitement and enthusiasm around getting our just due for what we do. But when you're building your business and a platform online, help me to keep and make money is more of a common chant. We abandon our cubicles, gas up our dream, and take the leap to experience a life of freedom and fulfillment on our terms to build that million-dollar business. And there's an ocean of tools to help us do it, resources and advice at our disposal to make it happen. And so we dive in, only to find ourselves drowning in overwhelm, confusion, and yes, sometimes debt. We decide, you know what, I don't know enough, and we spend more time, money, and energy building million-dollar hard drives versus million-dollar businesses until we forget what business we're in in the first place. So money is what we all want and could use more of. Yet for many women entrepreneurs, we struggle when it comes to things like charging what we're worth, managing our money more effectively so that we can create a business and a life that we love. So how can we make our businesses show us the money? Well, today the spotlight is on wealth and money mentor, Kevra Cherney. Kevra is the founder and operator of MoneyFreedomSolutions.com, where she helps women solo entrepreneurs get real, get clear, and make money now. I love that. And I'm so, I'm so extremely pumped because that's exactly what we're going to ask her to help us do today. So thanks so much, Kevra, for joining us and sharing your light and brilliance with us today. Well, thank you so much. It is uh 
pleasure and an honor to be here and um, just dive in. Your intro, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, I did, yes, I did that. So it's awesome just to have a candid conversation about business and how to make some money. Yes, yes. So let's do it. Um, before we do that, I know that you are a very uh, a woman of diverse knowledge, and you are also a woman that seems comfortable with the money conversation. And I love it because I love going through your blog posts. I mean, they're so candid and real and funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a real um, comfort level in business and accounting, and I read that you were this way since you were 12 years, 12 years old. So tell us a little bit about your journey to now. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I started out, um, you know, when I was growing up, the Babysitter's Club was a really popular series for girls my age, and so I went out and I, I started my own business, and I created my own Babysitter's Club, so I wrote out, you know, it was probably like four or five pages worth of, like, what you could expect when I took care of your child and my, you know, my kid, my kid pack that I brought with me everywhere I went, and I went door to door and I delivered these to all my neighbors. And I actually made decent money babysitting. Pretty much every weekend I had was full of um, babysitting. So that was really my first business adventure. <laughs> wow. I remember the Babysitter's Club, too. <laughs> I, read that. I didn't think about creating a business out of it, but I love the books. So that inspired your journey, kind of started the journey. How did you get into business and accounting, the money aspect of business? Well, you know, it's funny, Kenya, because I think, you know, however we end up where we end up, it just sort of starts falling into place and we don't realize it until we look back and go, oh, that's how that all happened. Mm. Um, and so when I started off, I actually, this is actually a very little known fact about me, I drove school bus for about 12 years. Mm-hmm. When I went to college, I had like $75 in my pocket. And, you know, mom and dad were not paying my way. Mm. And I moved... Um, probably about two and a half hours away from my home, and I, I started summer term. I really like to stack the, the cards against me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I needed money, and I, I was, like, willing to do anything. And they were hiring school bus drivers. So that's how I started, and that's what actually led me um, for about 10 years. I mean, a few years later, but we'll just fast forward. For about 10 years, I was the controller and CFO of a transportation company, Mm-hmm. and that school bus driving was what my foot in the door was there. And that's really where I learned about business. I had the, the luxury of really working from the bottom up in that business and being one of the only um, women to do so to a management position. Um, transportation in the industry is very, um, how do we want to say, male-dominated. Yeah. Um, and so I, through that process, I had I went to night school. I had two kids. I got married the first time, and you know we did everything backwards. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> got my four year degree in accounting, and it was awesome because I got to to apply immediately the concepts and the theories mm-hmm. that I would learn in school, and be like, oh, that's why they do that, yada yada yada. And um, that's what really gave me a, a really strong foundation of understanding business and accounting. Um, and I reached a point where, and this was, this was a family-owned business, but I think boy, when I was there, it was probably about 50 years old. They had had this business, you know, it was on the third generation. 
and I asked to buy in about three times. Mm-hmm. And the third time that I wanted to buy in, uh, and they said no, it was like, you know what, I, I want to do so much more than what I can do here. Mm-hmm. And I decided to start my own accounting practice. So that's really what inspired me. Awesome. So um, on your website, Money Freedom Solutions, your tagline is get real, get clear, and make mm-hmm. money now. So I, I'm thinking that there's some inspiration behind that. So take us through that and how we can begin to apply that to our lives and businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So get real. Um you probably just know from reading my blogs and interacting with me on Facebook and so far this conversation, I'm a straight shooter. I don't put these foot around. Like, and I, I feel like especially where our money is concerned, you know, especially being uh, women, there's a whole lot of drama we have around business and money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just drop, excuse my language, but drop the bolt, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. get real about where you are. And, and there's no judgment. You know, I have I've had my own practice now for about eight years. Um, I have seen just about every situation that I can possibly fathom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's just identifying your starting point is how I look at it. It's like, okay, so when we strip away the, do- the drama, this is where we're at. So we know where we're starting from. That's all it is. It's like, okay, so if I want to get over there, so that's the get clear part. Like, figure out where did you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you tapped in or touched on this a little bit in your intro of we, we sort of start this spiral cycle, I think, especially as women entrepreneurs, of like, oh, I want this six-figure business. And we're not specific. We just say we want a six-figure business. Uh, we're not clear on why we want that business or what that means, or how we want to get that business. Mm -hmm. So then we go and we start dabbling in all of these different fabulous programs that are out there that keeps our eye off our goal. (laughs) Yes. I want to say amen to that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm a believer. People don't agree with me on this, but that's okay, Kenya. Um, I'm a believer you don't always need a high-end coach. Um, I think it's a bunch of crap that high-end coaches tell you to stay employed. Um, I'm a very big believer on identifying where it is you need help in your business and going and getting that that training or that sample or that understanding. And that, I mean, you can, there's so much that can be accomplished in a really short amount of time. I think we, we think change has to take this, you know, six or 12-month or five-year process. And mm. when you're really clear and really specific, it's like, no, I, and you probably run into this, too, with your business. Like, mm-hmm. business owners don't want to learn how to write copy, or they do want to learn how to write copy and content. Um, and it's, it's just a process they need to learn if they want to do it themselves, or they can hire it out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just really cutting the crap and getting clear on when, okay, so getting real about where you are, we want to get clear on where did you want to go. So if that identifies with you as a monetary goal or a lifestyle goal, um, I would encourage you to have both of those in your goals that you set your, your lifestyle and your money goal. So so many of us are mompreneurs. Um, if we want to work three days a week and have a six-figure business, that's doable. 
you need to be more specific than six figure though. Mm-hmm. And I think you touched on this earlier. There's all this hype out there, and I'm bouncing around, so please pull me back if I go too far, Tanya. <laughs> There's all this hype about six- and seven-figure businesses. That's all great and wonderful. The problem is you're identifying your sales goals. And in order to get to a you know, multiple six-figure business, I've worked with many um, high-end coaches that have multiple six-figure business and seven-figure businesses, the deal is if you have to build your team in that process, you spend a lot of money of that six-figure sale to get there. So I really caution you not to get sucked into that hype and decide, like, what do I want to put in my pocket at the end of each month or mm-hmm. each year? You know, do I want to have a hundred grand to pay myself with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different ballgame than going after a hundred thousand in sales. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love that you, I love your tagline, period, because this is actually a revelation that I had over the past year. Um, because, you know, I mean, let's get real and be real. I was one of those, you know, ones that, you know, as a support professional kind of transitioning into, you know, being out in front of my business more as a mentor, um, you know, I got caught up in the hype and, you know, was kind of trying to follow the, the high-end coaches and following the six-figure, seven-figure um, taglines and things like that um, and really beating myself up. And I've, I've even had clients that did the same thing, you know, when, when you feel like you're not reaching the results um, that mm-hmm. is putting out in front, put out in front of you. And... I really had to get real and say, you know what, what do I want my life to look like? I have three small children. Um, It's just not practical for me to work in a certain way. You know, how do I want to structure my products and services? How do I want my time to look like? How much money do I realistically want to make and can I achieve um, with the way that my life looks? And it's like once you get real with your situation, everything just becomes it feels better, you can move in it better, and you get to the end a lot smoother and easier and without kind of killing yourself. <laughs> yeah, the objective is not to kill yourself in the process. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So those are yeah. really amazing points. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned the uh what you what you called in one of your your blog articles the coaching bubble and you did <laughs> you did talk about the high end coach theme and um the this idea of building your team um and i want you to explain that perspective to us because i think you know for a lot of us we kind of we kind of try to skip past to the end and i think for me i often say um, it's important to not believe more in the advice of others than you do in your own ideas and visions. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times we we spend a lot of time and money investing in the advice of others, and sometimes it doesn't match up like we talked about with our lives. So talk about really talk about the importance of building that team. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about that? Absolutely. I. I pose this question, and I'll share with you a quick revelation I had with myself around this earlier this summer. Um, and I'm sure that women listening to this call are, like, shaking their head, like, yep, I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And there's a woman that I've known for at least the last four years, and I know she's sort of been following me. And, and, you know, we have those people that just sort of follow us, and eventually we know that they're going to start working with us. Right. Um, And I've run into her at events, and we've had meals and coffee and all of those things together. So I feel like I really know her pretty well, and, and I thought I understood her situation financially. And she she, she shot me an email. I know she was having a, a major life change. Um, she was leaving her her job and actually going to do her business full-time. And, and she said, you know, would you have like 30 minutes? And I have this thing going on. I really need your help. We've all been here, right? <laughs> and I said, sure, I would love to help you out. Well, here she gets on the phone with me, and she was in a cash crunch because she needed to raise about, um, you know, about $8,000 within the next six days to go meet her high-end coach over in Europe. Oh, gosh. And I was like, <laughs> she said that. Red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> and I, like, in my head, I didn't say this out loud, thankfully. You know, I don't edit often, but when I do, I'm really grateful I do. I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> so it was a, re- you know, it was, a, it was a reality check for myself that, um, yeah, I just really needed to kick things up a notch and also to be like, no, that's just not okay anymore. So um, that's that's really when it started with me. Things started clicking with that, you know, the high-end coaching world. So I pose this question to a lot of people I talk to of, let's say you on average spend, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, whatever that number is, on hiring a high-end coach each year. And I want you to ask yourself, what do you think would happen in your business if you took those same funds and you invested in your foundation with your team and your infrastructure? Mm-hmm. And yes, like like we talked about just a little bit ago, like there's those pieces that we need to learn to put into place. And yet, if we're not doing everything ourselves and we can learn how to delegate and be a really strong leader, like most of us are meant to be, um, we can just be powerhouse women in our business. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side of that, not be working seven days a week and be a total rag to live with. You know, I, um, I, you know I've seen behind the scenes because of the work I do, I get really intimate with the clients I work with. And let me just say that a lot of them are those coaches you see online that boast six and seven figure businesses, and that's just not what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, You know, they're stressed out. They're working seven days a week because they created essentially this machine that cannot run without them because they tried to slide in team and foundation after the fact versus really starting out with those pieces. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so it's really about being smart about your resources and your plan. Yeah, it's really about from the beginning of creation or as of this moment in time, wherever you are in your business, to start looking at your business and your time as how everything you do. It's how can I leverage my time and my money and my, my other resources and how can I build a sustainable business? You know, this is, you know, obviously one common mistake that we see a lot of people make um, when it comes to making money and growing their businesses. 
you mentioned, you know, in your time as an accountant, you've seen a lot of things. Talk to us about some common themes and mistakes that you see happen that tie us up when it comes to building our businesses and, and getting money for it. Yeah, so one of them, like on the accounting side of things, is I see so many women um, who don't even know what it is they make month to month or through a year. And also, I think, you know, maybe we understand that a little better because of cash flow. Mm-hmm. So you're a little more conscious of that piece of it. But the bigger picture, a lot of people don't know what their expenses are. Yeah. You know, and, and so that creates this um, reaction cycle Yeah. of, like, oh, I have rent or my mortgage is due next week, so i got to, you know, come up with $2,000. How am I going to do that? And and then we have all of this energy that goes into um, creating that $2,000, and then we're exhausted, and then the next crisis comes up, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's a big mistake that I see a lot of business um, owners doing. And it's, it's so easy because a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to look at my finances. I know they're terrible. But the, there's really a huge amount of relief and knowledge when you just sit down and you say, okay, so I know, you know, my rent is X amount of dollars and utilities are this amount. Most of us know those numbers in our head, even if we're not numbers people. Yeah. We can pull some ballparks ball together. So I encourage you just to take 10 minutes and, like, just jot down, like, all of the expenses that you know you have, and then you know your monthly expenses. And it's like, okay, so every month I know I need to make at least this much money. Mm-hmm. Really simple, but a lot of people just don't take the time to do it, and then they stay in that, you know, that cash flow crisis cycle of just making money to put out fires, and then they don't have anything left for themselves or for the next thing, you know, coming up. Because we all have bills that are going to come every month regardless of what we do. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I I think in, in, in business, it's funny because, you know, as like you said, as business owners, you would think that this would be something that would be automatic. Cause, but mm-hmm. I think for solo entrepreneurs, I found that we we cut a lot of corners because we feel like we don't have the brick and mortar. A lot of times we're at home working our out of our home offices, and I think some of the precautions that um, you know a, a physical business would have, where you actually have to really look at the numbers so you don't get put out on the street. Um, <laughs> we we kind of avoid because our our personal bills, our personal bills, and you know we can just pay sixty seven bucks for this product or sixty you know ninety seven bucks for this program, and that adds up, right? Mm-hmm. I like I call it the million dollar hard drive, um, mm-hmm. you know. And meanwhile, back at Bandcamp, your business and products and services are not launching in the way that you want them to, and actually making you the money that you want them to make. So you talk you talk a lot about, um, and I love the wealth of knowledge because, you know, I saw that you are, you know, in bookkeeping and accounting, but your wealth of knowledge is so vast, and I love that. Um, you work with clients on packaging and pricing, and this is an area that many of us struggle to get right. And so what are some things that we should consider when it comes to packaging and pricing our products and services so we feel confident and comfortable with actually launching them? Yeah, okay, so my approach to this is the same, you know, get real and get clear first. Um, I think there's a, a lot of teaching going on 
and and so we try to you know, how do I want to say this? We're all trying to fit into these cookie cutter programs that we've purchased over the years, right? And <laughs> and then we don't see the results from the programs, even you know, even though we've done the work. And then we still try to implement these same programs because, like, oh well, maybe you know, maybe the moon was in the wrong position when I tried it last time. You know, we make up all these reasons um, because I bought this from so and so, and she really looks like it's working for her. And yeah. so there's a teaching out there that I absolutely despise, and it's like you can create your package on the fly as you're enrolling people. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, but if I don't know something, I can't really talk very confidently about it. Yeah. Like, I can just do some kind of some broad brush strokes. If, let's say if you came to me and I was trying to sell you, you know, how to create your own content, mm-hmm. it would be disastrous, Kenya. <laughs> you know, it ain't going to happen. Yes. So my first piece of advice is get really clear on what this program or package is maybe one or two outcomes specific, specific that the, the client will have after this working with you in whatever um, product or program it is. Mm. And then build the package around that, you know, the wording and the, the structure of it, and, and really stick to what you know gets the best results. I feel uh, we often compromise on that, like, well, since six-month packages are really the hot thing right now, I should try to do this, you know, 90-minute session that I do and spread it out over six months. It's like, oh, it's got ick written all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if you know you need two hours with someone or six months with someone, stay true to that. And if, if you feel called to do a, a shorter or a longer version, just take out or put in some other objectives. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. Yes. I love that. Stay true to your results. I love that. So before we move on, let's talk about the other elephant in the room that people like to ignore. (laughs) Um, Let's talk a little bit about taxes. And I know a lot of people are are like eyes glazing over and want to take a nap at this moment. But um, let's talk about, because you talk about the importance of 1099s and doing them. And so for those of us who haven't a clue what that is, um, tell us what that is and the pros and cons of having them. Okay. So a 1099 is just like when you work for someone they, you, and you're an employee, you get a W-2 from them. A 1099 is the W-2 version of vendors that you work with. Does that make sense? Yes. So if if I hire you to write some content for me and I pay you over $600 this year, by law, I have to send you a 1099. Mm-hmm. So the only exclusion would be you don't have to send 1099s to um, people that are companies that are incorporated, mm-hmm. but you don't know that until you ask, right? Mm-hmm. So my rule of thumb um, is for every vendor that you pay, whether you pay them with, you know, PayPal or you wire the funds or you write them a check, it doesn't matter. If you pay them over $600, ask them to fill out a form. It's a W-9 form, and that's just the letter W and the number 9. 
And if you Google it, it'll bring you right to the IRS site, and you can download the PDF. It's it's very easy, short and sweet. Honestly, honestly, when you ask for it, a lot of people don't know what it is, so you come off looking like an expert. Um, <laughs> lots of bonus points there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they just they fill out the form, and all this form is is their name, their address. It asks their formation. So are they a sole proprietor? Are they an LLC? Are they incorporated? And then they put their either their social security in, social security number in, or they put their um, company ID in. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know what it is, tell them to ask their accountant and they can get it for them. Um, the, the downside of this is this is a place that, uh, I'll try not to get into my tax world here, but um, this is a place the IRS is really hunkering down on because a lot of people are not or have not been issuing these 1099, so the income on the other end is not getting reported. Right. So let's say I don't send you a 1099 and you think, oh, well, since she didn't send me the 1099, I'm not going to report that $600 of income. So it's a place of high, I call them line item audit. Yeah. So you'll, the IRS, I've seen it over the last two years especially, um, will come back and it's actually a part of when I file tax returns for clients. It's like, um, did you need to file 1099 this year? If yes, then, you know, did you file them? And it just asks you outright. Right. If you don't file them, I know some people are rolling their eyes like, oh, like I want to do that, you know. <laughs> Here's the deal. If you don't file them, uh, by the way, these are true for coaches you hire. Um, anyone like that, you should be sending, you should send everyone and anyone a 1099. That's mm-hmm. my advice. Mm-hmm. Um so don't let them tell you differently unless they're incorporated. But I just I would just send everyone one, and then you're covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, if you don't issue your 1099, here's what happens. Should you ever get audited? Um, and just remember, the IRS can track your income and expenses from a variety of sources. Excuse me, meaning um, if they audit a vendor or client of yours and your name pops up, um, I'm not saying that to scare anyone. I'm just saying, like, you're on the radar probably more than you think. Mm-hmm. So should you decide not to um, issue 1099 and you take that expense on your P&L, um, you know, for, so for your expenses, let's say um, I paid someone $5,000 for a VA services or something, and I don't 1099 them, what happens is, it usually takes a year or two, although they're getting faster and faster. Um, you'll get a letter in the mail that says, can you supply support for this uh, deduction? Mm-hmm. Deduction is just another word for expense. Mm-hmm. And if I say, oh, yeah, see, I have all the, you know, my check stubs and yada, 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 and they'll say, well, did you 1099 this person? And I'll say, no, I didn't. Well, what happens is then they, they, they don't let me take that $5,000 deduction. Mm. whatever number I gave you, they take it away. And so then I have to pay the tax on the difference right. plus the penalties and interest for however long it's taken them to ask me this. So it's it's just really not worth it, and it's such an important thing to do. And, and that's why I suggest, you know, so it's not chaotic at the end of the year when you're trying to collect all this stuff. Right. Just every time you pay someone and you know it's going to be over $600 or that particular payment is over 600 
just ask them for a W-9 before you pay them. It's a great motivator. Absolutely. I love that. That's a great tip. Awesome. Awesome. Also, like we covered a lot of ground, but yet still not enough. Um, (laughs) So much good information. Um, So we'll have to do this again, um, possibly. But this was so great, um, Kevra. Now, before we go, I want to make sure people know how to plug into your advice or know how to get in contact with you. So how can they do that? Um, what, there's two great easy ways. Um, the first is just to go to my website, moneyfreedomsolutions.com. Um, there you have a great opportunity to share your email with me and then opt-in. I have a great four-part uh, money master class. That's my newest opt-in that will be um, up by the 1st of um, December at the latest. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they can just connect with me at um, Facebook. You know, Facebook forward slash Kevra Cherney, C-H-E-R-N-E. Um, and, yes, I share, you know, random nuggets of wisdom there all the time. That's <laughs> really great, yes. I would echo that. You definitely want to plug into her Facebook page. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you again so much for sharing your brilliance with us.